Hey, this is Tim from Kalamunda Church of Christ, and today I hope that this podcast blesses you. If you are wanting to know anything more about our beautiful church, why don't you hop online and head to our website at kalamunda.church. Still good to go? Been here an hour and two minutes, feels like 20 seconds, doesn't it, in the presence of the Lord? <laughs> hey, um, we've been in this series called uh, The New Me in 23. Who's got their gym membership sorted out for this year? Who hasn't been yet? It's funny, we are signing up. A true story, me and Skyler, we're signing up to Gym Tonic. We, I thought it said Gin and Tonic. I got it totally wrong. But um, it's actually, it's a gym. Uh, so, but anyway, we, and the poor, the poor manager, whoever owns it there, because we can never get aligned times, and he just keeps texting me and texting me, and it's like, are you signing? Yeah, and so I've got to actually do that. So I'm, I'm getting there. But, you know, this is the time where people in life are like, okay, I'm going to finally do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get on the new me. And really, this series is all about encouraging you and equipping you in the real you. Who you are in Christ is your new year, new you that will never fade, that will never get old and that can never be worn out and you can never mess it up because he's done it all. We sung a song this morning called I'm going to see, well it was just an add-on chorus there, I'm going to see your victory, yeah? I want to tell you something this morning from this word I've got this morning, you will not see a victory until you've seen the victory. That's going to really sink in this year. You will never see the victory in your life until you see the victory in your life before you receive. That's why we're called believers. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. I don't need to see it to believe it. I saw it with my eyes closed and I believe I've received it. Well, that's going to really sink in this, this year. Uh, we are new creations. So John 1 verse 12. I've got a few scriptures to bounce around this morning, not just one key one. Um, so if you're taking notes, uh, go quick. John 1 verse 12 says this, Yet to all who did receive him, that is Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right. Isn't that cool? He gave the right. You have a right to become children of God. Children of God, children not born of natural descent or born by human decision, but that is our born again reality that God did it all, that by His Spirit you have been and you are a new person. And as believers, you know, we should really be passionate about a wonderful word that churches really love to say. It's a beautiful word change. Change, and everybody starts to get nervous. But change is what we should be passionate about. And I want to encourage you. I'm this year. You know, is going to be a year of changing. If we're we're just going to stay the same, will and do what we always did, we'll always get what we always got. But this is the year to change, and we should be passionate about changing. But here's the good news of the gospel. And my focus this year is as we change, it's not about what you do to change. It's about who you are that changes. It's not about doing. It's about being, if that makes sense. When we understand that we, God has done everything to bring us the change we need, the good news is you can keep the change. It doesn't, you can keep the change in your life that God has already done. But sometimes we think we're, we fluctuate up and down. But uh, I'm going to show you this morning that you don't need to be focused on that. You can keep the change of who you are in Christ. And I just want to say a big thank you to Luke Winter, to Rod and Gigi Tearley for the last three weeks. How good were the sermons? And I love their hearts and I just love the Word of God. Thank you so much. Um, if you just guessed with us today, I've been on three weeks holidays and... Uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, one podcast didn't make it, but two did, and I just love listening to them and just love the, the depth of, uh, that we have here at Kalamunda of preachers, of, of people that just carry the heart that we have here to be more than a Sunday, to be outward focused, to see you thrive, not just survive this year, but thrive. So thank you so much. I just want to honor you guys and say thank you and um, got you down for next week, all right? So here we go. Now, <laughs> now thank you. I really do appreciate it. It's been fantastic. And we've been looking at identity because who knows that identity really does matter it really matters like massively matters Uh, in fact identity always informs purpose so when you know who you are you know what to do sometimes I think you know I think about things that um when you know who you are I'm not going to actually tell that story and you know what to do You know, the Apostle Paul said, Paul, when he wrote his letters to the churches, he wrote, Paul, an apostle by the will of God. And then he gets into the letter, tells them what to do and what God's saying and all this sort of thing. But he knows who he is and he knows what to do. When we truly know who we are in Christ, a lot of the things in our life we'll know what to do. But it's not about doing, it's about becoming that child of God who we already are. I'll never forget one of the first experiences in my youth ministry years and years ago was when a, a young uh, guy who was having lots of trouble at home and, and after the end of a youth group night, he hadn't been there, but he rocks up quite late and, uh, and just in distress. And I said to him, well, what's going on? You know, I haven't seen you around. Is everything all right? And I knew things weren't good. Long story short, he was just in, in, in a lot of distress. And the thing that really had shaken him, he said, his dad left him years ago, left the family. There was a, a breakdown. Hadn't seen him for quite a while, but he was walking through a shopping center. And as he's walking through a shopping center, he sees his dad, who he hadn't seen for so long, walking towards him. And so he just starts to brace himself for the next 20 steps of what's going to happen when he gets to see his dad. What's he going to say? What's his dad going to say? And he gets there, and they lock eyes, and his dad just keeps on walking and just did not recognize him. And he just came to me, and he was just destroyed. He didn't even know who I was. And that's the type of rejection that messes with your identity when you start growing up and asking the questions, who am I and whose am I? And it just doesn't happen when you're a teenager, but you might be in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever this morning, and there's been something that has happened that's caused you to doubt and question, who am I? And the answer to the solution that you need is your identity in Christ, secure, knowing who you are and whose you are above all else. I would have spent time with that young person. He gave his life to Jesus, ended up running the youth group. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was able to find who his father was and what his father said about him. It is so important to know who we are. And when we do it, informs our purpose. Uh, I love these quotes on the screen. First one says, You must know, rest in, think through, and act upon your new identity. You are in Christ. The second one I love, uh, Neil T. Anderson, who helps people break the cycle of bondages and all sorts of things and mental um, things that are holding them back and, and, and addictions. And he said this, the more, catch this, because this is powerful, the more you reaffirm who you are in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your true identity. That's really powerful that Change doesn't come from human effort and trying. It comes on relying on what God has already done for you and receiving it. 
afresh in your life. And he says, keep reaffirming who you are, who you are. I know one preacher once said, he said, if you're stuck in an an addiction, you're stuck in a a cycle of thought that is taking you down, that is destructive, every time you, you fall over, every time that comes up, say to yourself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Just reaffirm who you are all the time to know your true identity. Our theme verse on the next screen has been this, and I love this verse, and very well known, but I, hope, I do hope you can quote it off by heart. It's a good one to know. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... See, that's what becoming a Christian is. You're in Christ, and Christ is in you. Now, now, now we are in Him, fully in Christ. And, and Him in us is, being, is totally there, but there's a formation going on, becoming called sanctification, becoming more like Christ. Anyone who is in Christ, He is a new creation. Old things have had a funeral. You know, we use the word have passed away. The word passed away we use when somebody passes away. But in the Bible, death is not uh, ceasing to exist. In the Bible and in life, real death means separation. There's been a separation of the old you. It's been a funeral. He's passed away. Uh, and, and sometimes we've got to stop digging up that grave, eh? So letting, he's trying to get back up, but hey, he has passed away. All things have passed away. It says, behold, all things have become new. And I'm going to do a little recap because this is so important to understand um, in your life is that when all things have become new, you are a spirit and your spirit now is completely like Jesus. Your spirit will never get more saved, I've said before. Your spirit is perfectly perfect. When God looks at you, he looks at you as your spirit. This is why Jesus said this, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. God is spirit, John 4, 24. God is spirit and those who worship me. So when we come to God, we don't worship him in flesh and in body. We come to him and we worship him in spirit because in spirit we can connect with God perfectly perfect because you'll never get more saved in your spirit. You are perfectly at one, one spirit with the Lord, the Bible says. That's really close. You are like Jesus in your spirit, completely saved. Um, you have a soul. Your soul being your mind, your will, your emotions. You have a soul and you live in a body. See, this year and this series is all about introducing, introducing you to somebody really special, yourself. Some Christians have never met themselves. And that's why we're, we're stuck and we get stuck in uh, defeated living. We get stuck in soulish living. Our mind, will and emotions lead us. See, you are a triune being, body, soul and spirit. Now, your spirit is perfectly saved and perfectly perfect and wants to obey God and, wants, and loves God and is communing with God and it's, there's, no, there's no, no qualms there. Your soul, your mind, will and emotions have a choice to make because uh, your flesh, your body is also quite powerful and, and wants to lean you into the things of the world and the flesh. So when your soul, your soul is the determining factor, your mind, your will and emotions on what it will focus on. When it focuses on the body, then the spirit is outnumbered two to one and you wonder why you keep doing stupid things, Brad. Because you're outnumbered. You're like, I can't get it. I'm just so dominated by the soul. We went to a church last week and kids, I'm going to test you, my kids, if you can remember, there was a a quote the preacher said that when you, by the time you're 65, he added up how much time you have watched TV for. It was like nine years 
And then he said, and I want to add up time by the time you're 65, how much time? This is on average, obviously. I know none of you have TV in your homes. But anyway, how long you have been in a church service invested in the things of God? And it was about four months. And he said, no wonder we live in a world dominated by the world around us, that the spirit is getting quenched and squashed in the things. Of the, and we wonder, what, what does it mean to walk in the spirit when our soul, our mind, will, and emotions are all focused on the circumstances and not on the things of the spirit? But if you can outnumber the body by turning your soul towards the spirit, which is called renewing your mind and focusing on the things of the spirit and who you are in Christ, essentially in the spirit, I am perfect. In the spirit, I am joyful. In the spirit, I'm not depressed. In the spirit, I'm not anxious. In the spirit, I've got joy. I've got hope. I'm healed. I'm whole. In the spirit, I've got full mental capacity. I'm perfectly perfect. If you focus on that and you renew your mind according to the truth and you're going, hey, Brad, I just want to be real. You know, I, can't, I, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds like a lot of faith, but I'm going to be real about my circumstances. You know what? If you're focusing on the body, you're being real carnal. You're really being carnal. I'm going to get to that in this next, this next week, but this is really interesting because I've just, uh, I don't know where I am right now, but it's all good. <laughs> I want to encourage you this year. Here we go. We're going to get into three things, and then that'll come out. What I really is on my heart is this, is... Uh, three key things about releasing the real you because you don't have to try to do it. You've just got to release all that God has done in your spirit. All that he's done in your spirit wants to manifest in your life, in your body, your, in, your, in your circumstances. It doesn't mean you'll have a perfect life. It doesn't mean things will be easy, but it does mean you'll be walking in the spirit. Okay, so here we go. Three key things. And it goes from Galatians 2 verse 20 says this, I have been, past tense, I have been crucified with Christ, Paul said. He said, even though I've been crucified, there's been a death, a separation. It's no longer I who live. So I'm not actually dead, though, he says, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, the body. So he's talking about this body. So I've still got a body. It's still alive. But I've actually been crucified with Christ. The old me, the old Brad, the old sinful carnal Brad, the old Brad that was led by his five senses only, what he could see, feel, smell, taste, all them things that dominated him. He, he died on the cross with Jesus. Paul said the old man, he wasn't talking about his dad. He said his old man is dead with Christ. I died with Christ. And now I live this new life. Catch what he says. He says, by, I live in the flesh by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, faith, living by faith, is turning to the things of the Spirit and focusing on who you are in Christ. That is, takes faith. That takes that turn, that trust to believe God. Faith is acting as if God says what God says is true and doing something about it and acting on it. And you live by faith. He says, I've been crucified and it takes faith. You know, it, a dead fish can swim with the current. It'll just flow with the current. And that's how you all were before Christ. Just a dead fish, just dead, just the current will take you here, take you there. What are my friends doing? What's the, what's the world say? But when you get born again, you become alive on the inside. And the Spirit of God gets in you, and you start swimming against the current. And it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that you can swim against the world going in a terrible direction. We need the Holy Spirit's power to swim against that current and to go on a different way, to march to, to march to the beat of a different drum called the kingdom of God. And that's what we're about here. Amen? Amen? John Piper, he said it this way in this next quote. Interesting. I like, I like some of John's stuff. He's 
lot more smarter than me, so it's good to read him. He said this. This is what I really like. He said, the not yet of your life in Christ is based on the already done. So when we pray for things, when we ask God for things, when we, we come and worship, I posh, personally, I posture in my heart not to go, oh, God. Give me more of you. I need more. And I go, God, I thank you that I've got all of you. I thank you. Just help me to realize what's on the inside of you. If there's anything not yet, I know it's already done because in me lives the, the fullness of the Godhead. By the Spirit of God bodily in my body, the fullness of the Godhead is in me. Thanks, Mum. Got Mum here helping me out a bit, which is good. She doesn't have to critique this podcast. She can just do it while I'm going. <laughs> now, I love my Mum and Dad. So good that they could be here today. Generations, three generations praising God together. Makes me happy. Amen. They want to see that. Hey, maybe you've got family in your life. This is the year where they see you so in tune with the Holy Spirit and who you are in him that they just go, wow, I need what he's drinking. I need some of that. I need that spirit. So in him is that all, all the things that are not yet, they're already been done. And it's a matter of releasing what is already on the inside of you. See, God is in you. Some of us look like we've got more of God, as one preacher says, but he is in you and he's with us. And so it's not about going, getting something out. So when I come and I pray to God, I say, Lord, I just pray over this sickness that you would heal me. I'm not praying that prayer because in my spirit, I'm already healed. So I'm going, Lord, I thank you that by your stripes, I was healed. I thank you. Would you re I'll release that. So what I'm doing is my mind, soul, will, and emotions are getting in tune with my spirit. And eventually that's got to flood through to my body and it will manifest in my body. Thank you, Lord. I'm already healed. The manifestation, I might not see it, but I believe it because I'm a believer and I believe before I see I don't have to see it to believe it. In fact, what we don't see, there's more angels here right now than, what, than, what, than us. Amen? Come on, there are angels around. There are things that we don't. But we're so dominated by what we taste, see, our, our, our senses. But there is a sixth sense that Adam and Eve had called that spirit living with God, knowing God. And that, that God wants to dominate our life. So first thing, just to give you help this year is... Uh, Yes, we're getting there. Okay, first key, couple of quick things is, number one, we need to set our mind toward the Spirit. I love what Adrian said, about, oh, Mel, sorry, and about young people, that, that wet cement. You know, as Christians, we need to develop a mindset. And the Word of God says here on the next screen, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, oh, I love this bit, is life and peace. If there are things in your life, relationships in your life, things in your business, things in your work, things in your family, that it just feels like it's ending in death, maybe you're carnally minded in that area. If you're spiritually minded, God's wanting to bring life and peace. Again, I'm not saying everything will be rosy, but there'll be a peace about your life even in the storms. I love the um, other translations that talk about a mind governed by the Spirit. So who is in government in your mind? Joyce Meyer says, where the mind goes, the man follows. You are where you are today in a certain area of life simply because of the mindset you have about that. The way you think has brought you to where you are now. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs uh, 23, 7. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So the, the way to really release the real you is to change your mind. The word repentance is to change your mind to go back and to, um, to, to change your mind. So that word carnal, for to be carnally minded, we often think carnal, sinful, yucky, carnal stuff. But carnal is really, as I said before, to be carnal is just to be led 
by the body, to be led by every, your five senses, that they, oh, well, I, I feel this, therefore it must be that. But to be spiritually minded is to not deny the fact I might feel sick, I might feel this, but my feelings don't dominate my thinking. The Spirit of God does. What does the Word say? See, if you want to know if what you look like um, physically, and this morning you probably did that, you probably went and looked in a mirror. And you looked at what you looked like and you could see what you look like physically, identity. If you want to know what you look like spiritually, in my first sermon I had a mirror up here and we look at this, the word of God is your mirror, as James says, the perfect law of liberty and it tells you what you look like. And so often we're more focused on the mirrors of the world than we are on what the word is, what we see, feel, hear, touch well, and, and rather than by the word of God. And so that's the challenge this year. Get your mind set and keep it set. Set your mind on the things of God. Uh, it says it this way in Colossians 3.1. Then you were ra- if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died. Catch it, it's language again. Don't forget, you're dead. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. There is more going on than what we see physically, yeah? What about Elisha when he was, uh, the enemy came against him in 2 Kings chapter 6, and who knows the enemy's against us this year? He's never actually been for us, by the way. He's never actually been on your team, and he doesn't take holidays. He didn't go on leave. He doesn't have Easter off and Christmas off. He even is around on Sundays, and he's against you. And then when this, this, the enemy was against Elisha, he surrounded him. And he surrounded him, found out where he was because he was sick of him knowing the, the, the words of God. And he surrounds him in 2 Kings 6. And anyway, Elisha's, Elisha's servant is with him. And Elisha's servant wakes up and he's doing his morning devotion. And he's got the, the app. He's got version, and he's checking. But before he gets on there, he looks up and he sees all the enemy all around him. Chariots. And he's like, oh, man. And he's like, oh, no. Don't worry about the devotion. This is, a, the day, this is over. He starts thinking, this is not good. And so he goes back to Elisha and he says, uh, got some bad news. We are surrounded. The enemy's here. And Elisha looks back to him and says, oh, no, he said this, Aussie version, mate, mate, it's okay. There's more with us than there is with them. And the servant goes back, has another look, Brad's version, and he's rubbing. He's like, he starts counting. He loses count. He's like, well over a thousand. He comes back to Elisha and he's like, Elisha, where did you do maths? Because I see two of us. And Elisha says, no, no, there's more with us. And then Elisha does this. He, says, he prays and he says, prays over his servant's eyes, Lord, that he may see. Who knows that this isn't physical eyesight he's praying for. See, there are your spiritual senses. Your spiritual senses. You can taste and see that the Lord is good. But who knows that's not on a grazing table. But you have spiritual senses. And so he, open, he says, pray, and he opens his eyes. And when he opens up his eyes, he prays, and then he can see in the spirit they, you know, who's surrounding them. They are surrounded by the armies of God. There is heaps more on God's side. And let me tell you, if you're ever with God, you're in the majority. <laughs> you're on the winning team. And he says, I can see. So, and he's, that's what God wants to do in our life this year, to see who we are, to see whose we are, and to see the victory that he has for us. Faith over sight, faith over feelings, and the Word of God over the world. And it's all done in a couple more scriptures in uh, Romans 12, 
which again I started on and you might think, oh, you've said these before. I know, but I need to hear them again. And it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, that word transformed is the word we get metamorphosis, isn't it? If you've been around, you would have heard that metamorphosis where a caterpillar, that, the process of going into a cocoon and becoming a butterfly. That's the transformation God's talking about. What God is saying, he says, if you, if you are renewing your mind, if you are getting into my word, if you are believing God's word, speaking God's word, acting on God's word, talking, uh, leaning towards the spirit, uh, put, putting to death the deeds of the flesh by the spirit, just not allowing and focusing on that, he says, you'll get a transformation in your life when your mindset is renewed. And like the caterpillar that's going around in the dirt and the muck of sin and just continually in the same little pothole and can never get above, and he tries to fly and he can't no but he gets in a cocoon and something happens as he's renewed his mind and he comes out and he starts to fly above the things he used to be stuck in he starts to live above the things that would hold him down because the power of sin and death has been destroyed and you have a new power in you you know the resurrected jesus lives in you isn't that amazing the resurrected spirit of god is in us he wants to get out he wants to bring a transformation in our life. And Abby, you can come back up if you like. I'm going to pray shortly now. But just lastly, this last thought, I think it's on the screen. Set our minds and keep it set this year. Put off and put on. That's the one. Yeah, put off and put on. Ephesians 4.20 says this, but you have, but you have not learned, sorry, not so learned Christ. Here we go, verse 21. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off, concerning your former conduct the old man again this isn't by your own effort this isn't trying this is understanding and realizing that it's all been done you've already been deadened <laughs> you can't be any more dead than once you're dead you've been separated that old life is not who you really are and you're like yeah so brad if i go and steal a car this afternoon because uh, see some nice cars in the car park uh, if i go and, and i go to jail am i you know what, can i just say that wasn't me that was the old me well, not really. You can go to jail and you'll sit in your jail cell, but in your spirit, if you're a believer, you'll still be in perfect unity with God. Sin never affects your spirit. Sin never impacts your spirit that is born again to God. Now, it will impact your mind, will and emotions, it will impact your body, but it will never change the love of God in your spirit, never change your relationship with God. Does that mean you should try and sin? Well, if that's your attitude, you need to get saved this morning. You need to become a Christian this morning because when you've got a new God on the inside of you, you're not trying to sin. You're just stuck in some stuff. And the answer, the solution this year is the Spirit of God is knowing who you are in him. You are not a sinner anymore. You are a saint. You are a son. It says this, put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be, here it is, renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here we go. And that you put on the new man, which was created, new creation, according to God, the spirit in true righteousness and holiness. That's what the mirror says about you this morning. No matter how you feel, your mirror says you were created in your spirit of true righteousness and holiness. And there's going to be a bit more about that in the next coming weeks because that righteousness, that holiness, that living for Jesus, it's not about being perfect. It's about releasing what is perfect on the inside of you by renewing your mind according to it. Is this making sense to anybody?
Good, good. I'll just go to the last screen. Thanks, um, Tom. Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Just like Jesus. I'm going to close in a minute now. And I just want to pray for us as a church and pray for us. And maybe here this morning and... You want to receive prayer? Our prayer team's going to come forward shortly in, the, in, our, in our last song and just be around on the sides and you can come receive prayer. We always offer that to come and just pray. You know, it's a, it's a good thing to receive prayer. It's a humble thing. It's what we, should, what we need to do one another, pray for one another. So feel free to come and do that and I'd love to pray for you if you want prayer. We're going to get into the grazing table. I'm going to say a bit of a grace in a moment. But before I do, I just want to encourage us to close. Would you close your eyes with me? If you're comfortable to do so. Just want you to have a moment with God. I've just want to let the Holy Spirit drop something into your heart. Father, 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 we love you. Thank you, Father, for, for the family of God. Thank you, Father, for salvation. And I feel this morning, just to say, there's been a, a lot of content in a small amount of time. I pray, Father, you help us to work out our salvation in fear and trembling, as the Bible says, to, to dig in, to understand, to work out what you've already worked in in us, that we are in Christ. Lord, that we don't need to go and try and get something new. You've already given it to us. Help us to release it. Lord, I pray for people here who need the release of peace and joy. Peace and joy in the place of anxiety and depression and fear. Lord, I just speak peace and joy from their spirit man. Lord, that it would be released, that they would turn their mind, their soul, their will towards the things of the Spirit, the true reality of who we are. Just let the Holy Spirit just drop into your heart. Thank you, Jesus. New creations this year. Help us to believe. Father, as we close off this service, I pray, Holy Spirit, you continue to move as you do. Continue to speak to us, encourage us, guide us. I pray for tonight, Father. I just want to pray for an anointing tonight, Lord, that changes us from the inside out, that we continue just to seek you, that we posture our hearts. The start of this year, we come as families and just worship you, give you our praise and our worship because you are worthy. You're worthy of everything. I pray for anybody here this morning, Father, that doesn't know you personally, Jesus, that Jesus you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that before you leave, you'll ask uh, this person you came with or come and see one of our prayer team and say, I want to get my life right with God. Come down and, and do that this morning. Father, we thank you for everything that lies before us this year. We want to give you all the glory and all the praise for all that you have done and all that we're going to see worked out from that. And everyone said, amen. Would you stand with me as we close off? And Lord, we thank you for the food. Bless it to our bodies. And everyone said, Amen. No, everyone said, come to church camp. Come to church camp.